Here's Gaia. And he pulls it back and it's there for Oyathabal. The Spanish smiles grow ever bigger. Goals galore. And there could have been more. But six will more than do. On this episode of PL and PJ's Nations League News and Burhalter's Boys. Back to the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. Jammies. Jammies. Jake, it's the same every week. We act as if it's going to be any different. It's not going to be. But here we are. Again, yeah. same set of pajamas every time. I noticed you're still wearing the official PL and PJ shirt this week, which is cool. Always. Um, you've got some really comfortable pajama pants on as well. Yeah. Um, They're my yoggers. Yeah. No. So, so you definitely came dressed. For the occasion. Yeah. I know I did. It's easier when it's in your apartment. Sure. And you get to just roll You don't have bed. to walk. Yeah. yeah, no. As Because it's in my apartment, I'm living a dream over yeah. here. You, know? you really I are. am comfortable in my jammies every time. Sitting in this nice lounge chair, uh, things really couldn't be better no. for me personally. And I'm really happy for you, but you know what I'm even more happy about? Tell me. International break coming to an end. Premier League games back this weekend. They are. Yep. And and it's huge. It is amazing. Yeah, the Nations League is fun. It is. International friendlies are fun. Yeah. But, look, this is a Premier League podcast. Mm. Not a Nations League podcast. Not an international friendly podcast. We're a Premier League podcast. Hey, but that's that's what we need. We're going to try our hand at it, being a Nations League slash sure. international friendlies podcast for this episode, just because we have a lot less to go off of. It's true. They, We're in past week's... When there's been a break, kind of headlines just gave themselves sure. to us. Between the the whole rule change thing with the handball mm-hmm. and and whatnot, to the you know the what was the league that was being created that has completely dissolved. Nobody's talking uh, about it anymore. The European the, yeah, Super League Super or whatever league. it was. <laughs> Nobody's talking about it anymore. This week we had to come up with topics on our own. Wow, frustrating. It was tough. Very frustrating. But in light of that, Jake. There was an international break. There was. The Nations League did happen, again, focusing on the European teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there were some big results this week, Jake. And I just want to hear from you, uh, maybe a couple of them. Sure. That, that you thought were big. And I think uh, we can both agree, biggest one in our eyes, Spain 6-0 yes. over Germany. Happened today. Happened today, Tuesday. Um, unfortunately, because we are recording on a Tuesday... We won't get the what, four other games yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, well, there's a lot of them tomorrow. Uh, but there's a few big ones. England, Iceland, Belgium, Denmark, and Poland, Netherlands. And the reason that I highlight the first two is because right now England are sitting mm-hmm. in third place on the table behind Denmark and Belgium. So right. England have to beat Iceland, and they need uh, Denmark to lose to Belgium in order to progress in the Nations League. I don't believe it is top two. I think it's just the top seed. Is it? I think it's just the top four teams. Oh, well, no. Yeah, and the middle two, middle two teams just stay in their uh, tier, and the bottom team 
uh, gets relegated to the second tier of nations. Well, I knew there were tiers. I thought they were pulling the top two. But I guess, yeah, I did see today Paul Pogba say something mm-hmm. about like making it to the semifinals. So yeah. I guess there must just be four teams. Hey, hey. You, know, you learn something every day. <laughs> and the fact that it's usually you teaching right. me things, it it's awesome to have my moment right now right. where I knew something you didn't. Well, it's granted, exciting. Granted, it's a very small thing and not Premier League related. Sure. <laughs> but then that makes the Belgium-Denmark game even more interesting. Sure. Because there's only... I mean, they're not going to make up the goal difference, most likely. No. But they are only three points apart mm-hmm. at the top of the group. And so that's really the game to watch then. I yeah. Which is what made the Spain game so big, you know? They, right. They had to yeah, win. absolutely. Um, but yeah, hopefully some uh, people that are in the games that don't really matter can get some rest. Um, so that'll be nice. Um, but yeah, and when I said four games, I was just talking about those top tier games. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, group, yeah. group one and two. Because the Nations tomorrow. League consists mm-hmm. of a ton yes, of different yes, yes. groups. It goes all the way down to group, what is it, D4, D1, something like that. There's at least four tiers. Yeah. And, the uh, last group only has three teams in it. Sure. I mean, it's just small. Yeah, um, and as much as I love watching Gibraltar versus San Marino. Sure. I don't. Big tilt. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, all right. But a big results from mm-hmm. the week, I thought. France beating Portugal 1-0. It was. Uh, Netherlands uh, 1-3-1. And Belgium beat England 2-0. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else happened this week. Italy beat Poland 2-0. Mm-hmm. Portugal beat Croatia 3-2. France beat Sweden 4-2. So there, there's some big results. But the Spain one was definitely the biggest. Yeah, I believe so. Um, it, Germany just looked out of sorts and like didn't want to really be there. They didn't have much possession and run of play, and it was mm-hmm. just all Spain the entire game. Yeah, which uh, I mean, it's great to see uh, a lot of young guys on Spain do very well. And uh, I mean, Germany's had success in the past five, ten years, and it's kind of coming to an end. It is, and it's interesting. I, I, it makes me curious as to whether or not they'll end up firing Joachim Lowe mm-hmm. at some point. The man's been around for a long time. His sideline antics, while hilarious, mm-hmm. the random little panorama videos you get of him doing something, twirling <laughs> his thumb, picking his nose. Yeah, put, putting his hand in. somewhere on his body he yeah. probably shouldn't <laughs> yeah, in public. <laughs> yeah. um, I will miss that, but you'd think he's, his time has got to be close to up. Yeah. But, and I know we talked about this last week, Jake, but there were injuries again this week. There were. A lot. And and two of the highest tier ones, I would say, were Sergio Ramos and Rafael Varane getting hurt. Not Premier Both, League players. Right. But. Big names. Big names. Both um, Real Madrid. Yeah, that's that's a bummer for them. It really is. For sure. Uh, but I think it's just kind of reiterating the fact of what the coaches were talking about last week. Where exactly. You, and, and it's not like these teams, these international teams, are then playing weaker sides. They're still playing these first choice players. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be interesting to see how many injuries develop over the season. Yeah. I mean, well, we're only how many, eight or nine games through a 38 yeah. game season. Mm-hmm. Well, 36, 36. Yeah. You're right. right? No, 38, 38. 38. You're okay. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went back in my head to the map and I was... No, I did too. That's I was yeah. thinking 18 for some reason. It's not. <laughs> so 38. 38. Um, game season. And you already had so many injuries. Like, what's going to happen? You know, in, yeah. like we talked about December and how that's rough. But even past then, you're going to keep getting those injuries. And I think it's going to be a very long season for everyone. And uh, it's going to be about depth, like we talked about. 
Yeah, so, Jake, I think you're spot on. I'm going to stop trying to contradict you between sure, sure. the counting, between the first place going through. Mm. Clearly, you're right. I should just accept that. It's okay. Um, no, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, I won't try to say anything <laughs> against you ever again. You're, you're right. Wow. Yeah. Um, but, Jake, what I will say mm-hmm. is there were some top Premier League player performances this week. There were, and uh, a lot to pick from, I would say. Yeah, um, absolutely. A lot of Chelsea players actually did yeah. very well. I would say the same, a few Man City players mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so, and uh, do you want to do a little top three here? Well, I do, but I just want to point out that in the absence of a Smile Mask Team of the Week, we are now presenting a Smile Mask Top 3 Premier League Player Performances of the International Break. This is not a cohesive international sure. break. It's just in a single match. Um, and Brent, I know that sounds familiar. Smile Mask. Can you yeah. remind me what that is? Yeah, I, I would love to. So they are an American-based company, of course, with these great masks. Wide view, shows your smile, clear front, no fog. Gotcha. Yeah, no, they're really a brilliant company, um, providing a need for people with hearing disabilities, and frankly, for those who just want to show off their smile oh, yeah, when, no. when they're wearing a mask. I mean, it covers up everything. Jake, I know when I see you walk into my apartment complex, you got a mask on, I think, I want that smile. Yeah, I want to see him. <laughs> or I want to see how disappointed he is sure. to see me when, when he gets here. You know? See, that's, so, why, that's why I have the mask on, to right, hide that right, disappointment. Right, but if you wanted to showcase it, sure. so not only because... I mean, it's called Smile Mask, sure, but if you also wanted to Frown show your mask. disapproval for somebody or something, I mean, that's very valid yeah. as well. So you need a mask with a clear front. Yeah. Um, and, and so does, does that kind of ring any bells for you? Are you remembering? I think I've heard of that okay. before, yeah. Definitely. Um, well, great, great. So make sure to check out their Instagram, at uh, Smile Mask USA. But Jake, your top three players for, for this match. Sure. Uh, do you want to alternate or do you want me to go all through? We can alternate. Sure. I'm pretty sure we have the same number one. I believe so. Um, we're gonna, you want to start with that? I would. Ferran Torres. Yeah, hat-trick against Germany. And looked good doing it. Yeah. Um, well, not only in appearance, but also sure, in play. Sure. You know, he looked great. <laughs> it's in both ways. Who knows which one I was talking about. Right. <laughs> That's why I had to clarify. Um, yeah, before he had that first goal, he had, I'd say, two opportunities where he should have scored first uh, before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'm going to have four or five goals that game. But yeah, I mean, just looked great on that right wing kind of position he was playing mm-hmm. during that game and uh, looked pretty deadly in front of that. No, he looked great. Uh, I mean, Spain looked great. Yeah. That's just the re- And look, this all comes with a caveat. There could be an amazing performance from someone like Kevin De Bruyne for Harry Kane, you know, tomorrow that we don't get to see. Sure. So obviously this is as of Tuesday, but that Spain result was incredible. Mm-hmm. And Fernando Torres was the highlight of the team and frankly looking like a very promising player for Man City going forward looking like a great signing yeah it doesn't put me at ease uh, with Tottenham playing them sure. on Saturday but you know another story you don't want to play against a man in form <laughs> no yeah no I get it I get it uh, well anyway Jake number two I believe we we start to differ on I think so as well I have Kovacic um, who had a brace for Croatia against mm-hmm. Portugal today um, and really just looked solid all around in that advancing midfield position. Yeah. And uh, with 10 men, he scored that equalizer at 2-2 and uh, looked like he had got a point for Croatia um, until that late little error by the keeper. But uh, he looked great out there and uh, not a lot to work with other than Modric on 
that Croatia team at the moment. Um, but really, just uh, played a great game. And yeah. It, Found itself on the score sheet twice. Well, they do have some solid other players. You know, they have Ravage, sure. they have Perisic. They've got decent players, but those they, two in midfield. I was gonna say, are, but they yeah. didn't really play their full team or their right. No, I, I'm just saying Croatia yes, as a whole. Yes, yes, you know, they yes, have some yes. good players, but but Modric and and Kovacic for sure mm-hmm. are, are their highlights right now. Uh, my number two was Ruben Diaz, also of Manchester City, mm-hmm. playing for Portugal. Another game involving Croatia. Only the difference being this time, Ruben Diaz had two goals. Against Croatia, did not get the clean sheet, uh, but I thought played great and, yep. and scored the winning goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know we highlight defenders for scoring goals often to get two in a single game. While one was a little bit scrappy, but it was a winner. It was so the winner, you know. Great. Yeah. So so I thought that he just put in a very. I mean, not only for the goals highlight, but just a commanding performance. And as a Man U fan, I hate highlighting two Man City players, <laughs> but that's just you know the world that we live in right now. Yeah. And number three. I had Ruben Diaz as my okay. number three. So for all the any reasons, other reasons, for, anything no, else you want to add? For all the reasons you said, and um, on that last goal where the goalkeeper kind of just yeah. dropped it going into his own man, I mean he's in the right place right. and was ready to pounce on it and score. So a real poacher's finish. <laughs> exactly, you gotta <laughs> give him credit for that at least. Yeah, absolutely. And and now you mentioned maybe Fernand Torres looking good. Did you think that Ruben Diaz and Kovacic also looked good, or are you saying that only? For Fernand Torres. Um, you know, if I start saying that about everyone who kind of <laughs> loses its merit, so... I'm oh, like, I meant an appearance. No, I know. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so it's like, oh, does Jake think everyone looks good? You know, sure. No, I, I think specifically... You gotta set high standards. Fernand Torres looked good. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, my number three was Wijnaldum of Liverpool, the mm-hmm. Netherlands. Uh, two goals versus Bosnia-Herzegovina. No- that was like early in the international break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was the first day of games. But I will say in their 3-1 victory, um, they, I, I thought that Wijnaldum not only was their best midfielder, I thought that he, I mean, two goals. What else can you ask for out of your creative midfielder? Sure. And I will say, again, Man U fan picking a Liverpool player and two City players, not fun. But those were, I thought, the top three performances by far. Yeah, no, um, I agree. No, you don't have to yell. It's okay. Um, <sighs> yeah, no, I know, you're frustrated. This. Uh, anyway, yeah, so so those are the top three. Those are the Smile Mask top Premier League player performances. We did not collaborate for this one like we usually no. do for the Team of the Week, but it's kind of nice to be independent once in a while. Sure. You know, we do we, a lot of things together. Yeah, we still had two the same, sure. just in different positions, but, you know, look at us. Being our own people, but also being similar. No, I hate it. <laughs> oh, okay. I hate it. At that point, we might as well just work together. All right, well, uh, good thing we're going back to Team of the Week next week. Perfect. So. Yeah. You don't God. have to be independent any longer. I, I couldn't stand to be, wow, that was a loud yeah, ice crack. <laughs> I hope you could hear that on the mic. That was, that was loud. Um, anyway, uh, also happening this week, and we're not a U.S. podcast, but no. the U.S. men's national team played. And they played two games. They drew Wales 0-0, and they beat Panama, and maybe a flattering scoreline of 6-2. to two. But, Jake, I feel like it's worth talking about as the United States played teams with average ages just above 20. Sure. Uh, obviously, Christian Pulisic would have been part of the team. Had he been healthy, mm-hmm. that's a Premier League player. Obviously, we could have talked about that, reference that. But I'll say I'm not upset. And I said this to you over text. I'm not upset that he got hurt and no. wasn't able to play. I mean, I hope that he heals quickly. But it gave yeah. other players a chance. And it was nice to see those other players yeah. play. Because if there's someone like me who doesn't follow the... U.S. team as, you know, avidly Brent does. Sure. 
Um, there's some people that you've heard of but never really seen play. And so that was my opportunity to see them yeah. in action. And a lot of them scored and did well and got assists. Yeah. And uh, specifically Ledesma and Soto, who I'd never seen play before. Yeah, and I texted you about them as they came on mm-hmm. saying, this is awesome. Yep. I'm really excited to see and these then guys. They both, yeah. Combined goal and assist twice. It was perfect. Yeah. Uh, but, but on those same lines, Jake, as somebody who maybe doesn't watch it as often, who impressed you the most? So I had a few to pick between. Okay. Um, and I think I'm going to go with Soto, just because I've seen Gio Reyna play before. Sure. I knew how good he was, and the free yeah. kick goal was great, and I saw it coming because, you know, he just has that creativity to do that. And uh, Musa as well, um, kind of driving through those defenses and creating stuff and um, all that buildup that led mm-hmm. to a few goals was great. Um but I had never seen Soto play before, yeah. and you talked to him before, and I was like, oh, okay, and then when he came on and had an instant impact, it was great. No, I, I think the thing is, is when you're at an international level, you have to make the most of your chances. And the U.S. is crying out for a long-term mm-hmm. number nine. Josh Sargent is who you would think of as being that person going forward, playing for Werder Bremen, scoring relatively consistently. He had seven goals, five assists last year in the Bundesliga. He just got off the mark this year for his first goal. He starts every game for them. Things are looking up yeah. for Josh Sargent. But in his absence, since Werder Bremen wouldn't let him go, you got to see Gio Acchini and Sebastian Soto play. And I think while Gio Acchini scored two number nine goals off a rebound. Yeah, pretty poacher. And off, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he had to be in the right place. He threw his body into it to score the second header, which I love to see. Yeah, that was great. Soto came on with less. I, I think he only came on at the 82nd minute. It was late. It was late. It was around the 80th minute. And to score two goals, and, and not just, you know, tappins. I mean, he had work to do on those headers. The first header, a flick onto the far sure. post. Whether or not he meant it, it hit the arm of the defender on the way in, but still. And then what I was more impressed with was the second goal mm-hmm. at the back post, the heading straight down into the ground. I think it's a bright spark for the U.S. to maybe see some depth going forward in competition for that number nine spot between those three uh, obviously, hopefully they, things keep going well. But you got Soto playing at Norwich, well on loan at a different team. But I believe it's for Red Star Belgrade or or whatever it is. But I'm not sure. Uh, Soto plays as his parent club for Norwich, and then we have Giochini playing for SC Kain in the second division of France, mm-hmm. and then Josh Sargent playing for Vertebrae. So it's just what you like to see out of them. And then you also have people like Tim Weah who could play there. You still have Josie Altador. Uh, Giassi Zardes. So, so it's nice to see the depth coming through. And and look, had it not been for the person that I was most impressed by, um, I probably would have picked Soto, but I picked Serginio Dest, who I knew was good. We've seen him play, but I think he solidified himself over the center national break as not only our best right back, but as mm-hmm. our best left back as well. <laughs> I mean, he, he is the best defender that we have on the team. Yeah. And also our best Going forward. I mean, oh, yeah, I was going to say he did a lot more going forward than yeah, defending, right. in my opinion, um, but he did a great job yeah. going forward. So. Um, no, but I guess that's the thing is when I think Reggie Cannon, when I think um, Anthony Robinson, both are playing at a relatively high level. Uh, Reggie Cannon playing at Boa Vista in Portugal. Robinson is now the first choice left back at Fulham. Um, I wouldn't say either are particularly strong defenders 
anyway. Okay. Uh, and so, and not that they don't have room to grow, they're young, but I think Sergio Dest is not only our best defender, but looks our most dangerous player going forward as well. Yeah. On both the left and the right. And, and in my head, I love the idea of a Christian Pulisic-Dest connection on the left. Uh, I think Reggie Cannon's better than Anthony Robinson at the moment. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I did want to give an honorable mention to a player I had never seen before, a uh, Brazilian-American who chose the U.S., uh, and it's talked about playing for them in the long run, but Johnny Cordoso in both of his oh. roles as the number six. Yeah. Uh, I was actually fairly impressed in his ability not only to play the ball calmly out of the back, but uh, his ability to win the ball as well. Uh, as a young player, still only 18, I believe, playing in Brazil, um, he was somebody I didn't know about, really, and, and was intrigued that he was joining in the camp and was very pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I loved that after the game, you know, players always post after their debuts, after their games, you know, love this, love that, you know, always an honor kind of thing. But his post was like, what an honor, what a moment, what a proud moment for me and my family, you know, like so excited to have, love you to know, this. That. And I love that. I absolutely love that. And and not that all young players aren't going to feel that way, but for somebody who, not not unlike, you know, Yunus Musa, who can choose multiple nations, Cardoso what hasn't really been talked about as the U.S. pool as all these European kids are getting attention, mm-hmm. but then to have that kind of response to come on and what I thought take the most of your opportunity and then be that appreciative of the opportunity, I really like to see. So uh, he was an honorable mention for me. There, there you go. And on that note of yeah. nationalities, you talked about Yunus Musa. I did. Having, I think, three options. I think it's four. Four. Yeah. Which was described by one of the commentators as an analogy of a five-star... QB come out of high right. school getting offers from multiple mm-hmm. high-ranking universities. Because I, I just want to say, I believe it's Nigeria, Spain, England, Spain, India. and the U.S. You're right, it is four. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a lot of options for a very high-potential player playing at Valencia. Jake, do you think he'll pick the U.S.? Uh, yes, I do think okay. he will. Um, just more promised playing time um, over Spain and England. Probably not Nigeria. Probably, I mean, let's still have some competition. Yeah. For well, Nigeria there. as well. He could probably get in. Sure. Relatively. Um, but I think he look around and you see all these rising stars yeah. at, at the same same or similar age to him, and you you like what you see. Um, we just convinced convinced. I don't know how much yeah. we did. Uh, Sergio Dest. Yeah. So you see that happening, and I mean. If I were him, obviously, I mean, I would pick the U.S., but I'm not him, so I'm sure a lot of other factors going into it, um, family and such, but uh, I think his best opportunity to both play consistently and be competitive, a balance of those two, would be picking the U.S. I I think the one thing that the U.S. can't offer that others can't is the opportunity to play in competitions like the Euros. Um, You know... To what, do, to what extent do you want to play in the CONCACAF Gold Cup? I don't know. Uh, when you have, well, while it may be harder to get into the team, the, the allure at 17 of playing in the Euros might be more difficult to turn down. Right. Um, so I hope he picks the U.S. because he seems an amazing talent. Uh, seems like he has a lot of potential, which I'm very excited about. I just worry that maybe he won't. However, it seems like this was a positive experience for him. Yeah. And Burhalter must be doing something right if he was able to pull Serginho Dest. I had the same point down, which is, you know, if, if they could get Serginho Dest, why couldn't they get Yunus Musa? Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that 
they did enough in my mind uh, in that penalty that Giacchini missed against Panama. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I wanted Musa to take it. You think he would have if he if Giacchini wasn't on a hat trick? No, I think Gio Reyna apparently really wanted it. Uh, the commentators were saying Gio Reyna went to go take the ball and Giacchini wanted it to get his hat trick. Well, but it, I'm just saying from Burhalter's position, I would have said if we get a penalty, Yunus take it. Get him on the score sheet. Get that feeling. You know, see how he celebrates. I mean, if you watch the highlights of the goals, I went back and watched him and watched his reaction to the goals, and I love the reaction to it. He's mm-hmm. very excited, um, which is great to see. But I would have wanted to ensure that he gets on the score sheet in a sense, and I would have said if we get a penalty, Eunice takes it. Right, yeah. Um, whether or not pe- other people agree that's the right choice, I just would have wanted to see his reaction to a goal, would have wanted to give him hip the opportunity to have the spotlight for a second, especially against CONCACAF opposition in Panama. Uh, didn't happen. They missed the penalty. Didn't matter. They won 6-2. to two. You know, I mean, so so it's not a huge deal. I'm just saying, from my opinion, yeah, when no. that happened, as soon as the United States got the penalty, I thought, let Eunice take it. Let and, him take it. And, and it makes sense because it's a friendly. It doesn't matter right. what the outcome is, really. And... It's a great way to see if this guy really wants to be part of the team and right. maybe a way to convince him to be part of the team. And if all else, he score, you know, if he scores, then he gets the whole team celebration around yeah, him. He's clearly go. got good camaraderie with the other guys. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, Jake, at the end of the day, we are a Premier League podcast. And it's fun to have these tangents, but we have a match week coming up. We're a Premier League podcast? Yeah, I know. It's... The oh. PL and PJs does not stand for anything other than that's what the PL me. stands. Yeah. For. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, no, I I thought you'd be surprised to hear that. Uh, yeah. I'm pulling up the games myself, but Jake, as we decided the other week. Uh, oh, I get to go through these. You get to read them. Oh my yeah, goodness. and I'm excited to be the first picker. That's exciting. And you know what the first game of the week is? Mm-hmm. Newcastle versus Chelsea. And Jake, it's my surprise pick of the week. How how can I tell though? Wait. Do you hear that? Is is our smoke detector going on? What's, what is okay. that sound? Oh my gosh! Oh, we got a surprise pick alert from from old Brent. From old Brent, we got a Newcastle drawing Chelsea. And oh a surprise my pick goodness! Yeah, okay. I'm not gonna go for a win. Wow. Um, I hope that's okay with you. No, it's fine. I'm just I trying to get those points wherever possible. No, I just. No, I get it. Okay. Um, <laughs> No, I definitely deserve this attitude, but uh, yeah, five thirty a.m. Uh, send or I guess that's Mountain Time, so I guess it would be seven thirty a.m. Eastern Time sure. on Peacock. Ooh, uh, look out for a Newcastle draw. Okay, I will Chelsea. look out for it. Yeah, what about you? It's gonna be tougher than the draw when Chelsea's up four zero. Oh, so so you have a Newcastle win. <laughs> so I have a Chelsea win. Okay. Um, and you know, Brett, it's it's tough for me on my app because uh, whenever Tottenham plays. They put them at the top of the screen. Sure. Do you want mine? No. That's okay. Fine. <laughs> um, so I, I almost said Tottenham was the first game of the week. No, I, but it isn't. Went, it I, isn't. And then I went through the times like, oh, that's not you right silly, at all. You silly. Next idiot. game is Aston Villa Brighton. Yeah. Um, I actually have a Villa win in this one. I too have a Villa. Look win. at us. Um, Crazy. Yeah. Ten a.m. Eastern. Ten a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Correct. Uh, and that one's on TV though. So no peacock needed. No. If you're a Villa what? fan or you're a Brighton fan, also I got a request today to talk a little bit about Villa. 
uh, or, or just to talk about you know some of the smaller clubs, but specifically Acevedo from you, a friend from Minnesota who listens gonna, to the podcast. You're gonna spring this on me right now. Yeah, I'm gonna spring it on you, and I'm gonna say, Jake, I don't want just your pick on this sure. one, but in the, in the spirit of answering to the fans, yeah, uh, to, to the listeners, I want to know what do you expect from our new fantasy signing, Jack. Grealish in this game. Ooh, we both to, have a win. Welcome to team. Yeah, Jack welcome Grealish. to the PL and PJ's. Uh, um, team. I expect a lot from him. I expect a lot from him every week. I think yeah. he's you know, he's a talisman of that team. He's the mm-hmm. what youngest captain in however long, and a while, <laughs> a while. And I think uh, I think Aston Villa pull off like a three-one win. Yeah, um, and show a lot of uh, you know, you know. Yeah, grit. Yeah, grit. You know, something. I was uh, thinking of any words to describe yeah. grit other than grit, and then I couldn't. Think Here of I it. am. Uh, um, but yeah, and I think you know he's gonna set up one or two of those goals, and for our fantasy team, I sure, and they're gonna build their confidence around him. When, as we focused on last week, they are a win out of first place with the game in hand, which is so they win awesome. and they're first place for a little bit because. I mean, there's nobody... Because who doesn't love seeing a team on top of the Premier League for less than 24 hours? Well, I know I do. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite things. But anyway, moving on, Jake. Uh, the next game is one that I think you're going to be excited about. I am going to be excited about. That is at noon 30 nice. Eastern time. And that is Tottenham Hotspur uh, against Chelsea. What do you That's it. Friend? Man City, oh my god. You idiot. I was looking at Chelsea Newcastle. Dude, have you been drinking tonight? Yes, I have. <laughs> you know this. You poured oh, me the drink. I did, I did. And it's good. <laughs> Our Bear Creek uh, yeah, whiskey, bourbon, it's yeah. great. Anyway. Um, Tottenham, Man City. Like I said the first time. Yes, you did. Um, so, I kind of have gone back and forth on this one. Ooh. And had Man City beat Liverpool... As they probably should have, if De Bruyne didn't miss a penalty. Sure. I probably would have said they ride the momentum. Okay. And they come into this game with another win. However, I'm going to go for a draw. I like that. Uh, I, I good. As a Spurs <laughs> fan, I'd hope so. Uh, it's at home for Tottenham. It's at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and I think that Spurs come out with a win. Or I'm sorry, with a draw in this game. Cool. 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 Mike Dean is officiating this yeah. game. So there's going to be a penalty. <laughs> four red cards in the last three matches yeah. he officiated between Man City and Spurs. Sure. Tottenham won two of those three matches. Okay. That's a lot of analysis. <laughs> in the spirit of that, I'm going to go with another Tottenham win. Okay. With a red card. Even with the form that Fernand Torres is in. I Even with the form. Okay. And on that note, I think Serge Aurier is going to get a red card. Oh, I could totally see that. Doing something to Fran Torres. Um, I will also say I could see your main man, Hoiberg, getting a red card as well. I don't think he has it in him to get a red card. I think he does in an accumulation of yellows, not in a straight red. Okay. Uh, But I could see it happening towards the end of the game if City are winning. Sure. And and Tottenham are chasing the game and there's a counterattack. Yeah. Hoiberg already on a yellow. He takes somebody out because he's kind of their last this, man in defense. This has sparked something in me and I'm going to make a quick note because okay. I'm going to change my uh, bet of the week. Oh my gosh. Well, don't give it away. I'm not Jake. going to. Jeez. I'm not going to. Um, wow. 
on the fly changes. Yep. Are you adding? Well, I already. I think I can assume what you're adding. And uh, anyway, uh, next game, Jake. One that I'm next, excited about. <laughs> next game at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern on the what channel? Is it Peacock. On? It's on Peacock. <laughs> no channel. Needed. Everyone's favorite streaming service. It is Man United versus West Brom. And for the few times I choose Man U to win, uh-huh. this is going to be one of them. Okay. A Man U win at Old Trafford. They struggle at home. Sure. But I'm going to pick a Man U win. I also am going to pick Man U win. Okay. Thank I was going to say something clever to be mean to you about it, but, uh, you know, whatever. You've been, you've been through enough this I've, I've been through a lot so far, yeah. for sure. Uh, the U.S. has me feeling good, though. Yeah. I'll say that. There you the, go. U- the U.S. gave me a lot of confidence this week, made yeah. me forget all about Man United's struggles. And I think uh, this is one of my more confident picks for Man U. Okay. Yeah, usually. Well, like, I would hope so. <laughs> usually I'm like, uh, I don't know, but West Brom, I think they yeah. can beat them. Yeah, I would hope so. So that's it for Saturday. Let's yeah. go to Sunday, November Ooh, Sunday 22nd. Fun day. Yeah. In the early morning game at 7 a.m. Eastern time, we have Fulham versus Everton. Jake, I'm going to go for Everton win. Okay. Uh, just simple as that. I know it's away. I know Fulham's at home. Hmm. But I'm going to go with Everton victory. I'm actually going to go with a draw. Okay. Yep. I think Everton's still in poor form. I do as well. Um, and I think... There'll be some goals scored, so 1-1 or 2-2 draw. Uh, but I just don't think they're going to cruise to this one. Okay. And, I think and that's fair. It's going to be tough. And I yeah. think Fulham could pull off that draw. Uh, but yeah, moving on at 9 a.m. Eastern, we have Sheffield versus West Ham. West Ham, a team in form. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing great recently. And frankly, it's hard to pick against them. Again, their recent results, 1-0 over Fulham, they lost 2-1 to Liverpool, a draw with City, a draw with Tottenham, and they beat Leicester. Okay. However, in this game, I'm going to go with a draw, and Sheffield get their second points of the season. That's huge. Yeah. Almost, I, almost a prize pick worthy. Almost, but but not quite. Not quite. You know it would be. And can I hear a siren, please? <gasps> wee 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 I have Sheffield getting their first win Wow. against West Ham. That is a surprise. Yeah. You really think they can pull it off? <laughs> I think they have a shot. Asking a lot. I mean, to be fair, international break. Yeah. That's why I picked a draw is because international break, they've had time to reset, sure. refocus. They've had like no one on international duty. Yeah, except exactly. Except for probably an Irish player here or there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all I can think of when I think of Sheffield. Well, that's, that's Is English, Irish, Scottish players. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. I'm, cool. uh, I'm glad that we're kind of feeling the same way about West Ham, though. Is yeah. that maybe they haven't... After some good performances, maybe they come back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, and it just feels very West Ham to do very well for uh, right. a couple of weeks for and sure. then just uh, have a very disappointing <laughs> yeah. result. Yep. Cool. Well, moving on at eleven thirty a.m. Eastern, we have Leeds versus Arsenal. Jake, this was going to be my surprise pick of the week. It was okay. However, I already, I already committed to one. However, I'm still going to pick a Leeds victory over Arsenal. Wow, that. They, Wow. They're in bad form right now. I get it. Sure. They're not playing particularly well. They just lost to Crystal Palace in a very unflattering scoreline, 4-1. to one. Mm-hmm. They lost to Leicester before. However, for a team that relies purely on high energy and pressing play, yeah. I think a week break helps them a lot. Uh, or, or, frankly, a week and a half, where they've had time to reset, recharge, and those legs are a little bit more fresh. And then they come into a home game against Arsenal, where I think that they can afford to press the entire game. 
and and have the energy to get there. So because of that, I'm going to pick a Leeds victory. I, I like that analysis, and yeah. I think that has a lot of merit. I think Arsenal are going to win. Yeah. No, that's that's the logical Sure, part, right? sure. Um, and I have switched my player to watch, and I've also switched both legs of my parlay also. Wow. So my player to watch is now Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Wow. Yours. Remember when I picked week. him and it didn't go well? You should be careful. Keep in mind, Arsenal, not in form. What's so, that? hear um, me out. Yeah. You picked them last match week. Yeah. They lost 3-0. Yeah, they sure did. I'm picking them this match week. So, either he does well and they win, or they lose again 3-0, and I'm happy as a Tottenham fan. Sure. That's so, it's almost like a win-win. Yourself. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get a win-win going here. And uh, I think that's could be in the cards. Yeah, okay. So I, there we have Look, I get it. Um, I was saving my player to lick, player to wick, player to watch uh, for later. I will continue to do so. Sure. But Sorry, you've it, given it just, me it just sparked. Out of curiosity, who was yours before? It was DCL. Okay. Um, That's but then as I thought about it more and more, the early morning game, not, not for, obviously, right, then. Not for them, but for But the, the early game in general, um, I don't know, I just didn't think Everton really were going to pull anything off. Sure. But anyway, there are more games. Sure, there are more the games. Weekend, so one Jake more on uh, Sunday to go, and then a couple Monday. Last one on Sunday is at two fifteen Eastern time, and that is Liverpool versus Leicester. Jake, I'm gonna go with the Leicester one. <laughs> You're doing a lot of surprise. I know. Picks. I had a lot of surprise pick worthy ones. Yeah. I just committed to one in sure, particular. Sure, sure, sure. The reason being now Joe Gomez out as well. Yeah. I realize they still have Trent Alexander-Arnold. Who? Oh, wait, just kidding. He's out, too. He's hurt, too. Look at that. So they have Andrew Robertson. You've talked yourself into it more. Yeah, no, no kidding. Um, I guess for me, not that Joel Matip isn't a bad defender. I'm In my mind, though, I picture Jamie Vardy, Vardy having a heyday. Really? Maybe not a heyday, but at least having a better time against Liverpool than he would. Okay. With their full strength defense. Okay, okay, okay. And not that they aren't still great going forward, but Mo Salah also has COVID, so he cannot play. He picked up COVID on the international break. That is a tough one. So I am picking a Leicester victory in this one. I know it's at Anfield, but this will be one of their first, or I believe it'll be their second Anfield loss outside of Crystal Palace last season uh, in, in a long time. And, and I think Leicester can pull it off. That's okay. You, you've had a lot of picks that. Could have been more surprise pick than your actual surprise pick. I the reason I didn't pick this one, I will say, is because Salah's out, because Van Dyke's gone, because Gomez is gone, because Trent Alexander Arnold. So you're saying you don't think it's a surprise? I I would say it's less of a surprise than a draw for Newcastle against okay. Chelsea, that's who that's I right. have as Premier League winners at the end perfect, of the season. Perfect. Um. Well, on a similar theme, I have a draw in that game. Okay. I think that's for a very safe. Some pick. of the reasons you have, uh, I think. Liverpool's midfield is still better than mm-hmm. Leicester, and Vardy sometimes relies on that midfield to get him sure. that service. So I think it's going to be 1-1-2-2. One, one, two, two, yeah. yeah. I, I also will say I always am a fan of this kind of situation where Brendan Rodgers going against his old team. Mm-hmm. I know that he's done it before for the past couple sure. or at least last season while he was the coach of Leicester. I just think it adds an extra element to the game. you know. And so I'm hoping Leicester will come out with a little bit of fire and, okay. and be able to pull off a surprising result but not my surprise pick of the week. No, I, I see that. And uh, I think it'll be a good game to watch. I hope so. Either way. Uh, moving on to Monday, November 23rd at noon 30 Eastern time, we have Burnley versus Crystal Palace. And Jake, I've said it a lot. 
I go with Burnley, and they don't reward me. And they are in terrible form this this year. Are so they going to have some redemption for you? I think they have a little bit of redemption, but sure. not too much. <laughs> they get a draw. I also game. have a draw here. Okay. Draw momentum. Draw momentum. Mm-hmm. Keep it going. Keep it going through international break. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, uh, you know, obviously Palace had a good result mm-hmm. um, to end the... And the match week before the international break, but I don't think they really continue that momentum at all. Yeah. And uh, I think we see a 1-1 draw. All right. And to the final game of match week mm-hmm. nine, we have Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton Wanderers against Southampton. And I will say, Southampton surprised me without Danny Ings. Yeah. Still beating Newcastle 2-0. Um, they showed that Che Adams, James Ward-Prowse, is enough. However, at Molyneux, I don't know that they can keep it going. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pick a Wolves victory in this Okay. Um, on a similar theme from the previous games, I'm going with the draw. The draw momentum. <laughs> the draw momentum. It continues. Uh, which is obviously not the sexy pick. but I don't um, know. I think you look pretty good. <sighs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, it's a safe one. And, yeah. You know, I, I want to make sure I don't lose too many points to you. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, next on the docket was supposed to be player to watch. You already gave yours as a bomb yank. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's totally fine. Uh, we had originally picked for the same team, uh, but mine was Hamez against uh, Fulham. And only in the sense that he's back to he's had enough time to recover from injury than yeah. he did on, on the United game where he underperformed. And I think he's got a chance to get Everton back. It's part of the reason I picked Everton in that game. Sure. It's because I think Hamez will have a good game and get back to the form that he was in before. Yeah, and I could easily see this being a blowout uh, with Everton like firing on all cylinders. Yeah. But that's if everyone's healthy at game time sure. and they have that cohesive play in the midfield that they had in the first couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, my obviously pick of them drawing that game and then yeah. moving my player to watch away from DCL was based on my th- thought that maybe they don't have all that sure no jake i totally get it um it was just for me more than anything else i think the international break came at a great time for them sure uh because they were in such poor form first international break happened they totally dropped form from where they were starting second international break happens i could see them recovering especially with an easier opposition it's not like they're going back and playing liverpool it's not like they're going and playing chelsea yeah uh they have a chance to i i could see carlo ancelotti just saying Look, boys, this is a chance for us to get back on track. This is a game we have to win. These are the games we should win. You know, let's go do it. Right. And, and so so I pick Hamas. Cool. As my I, player I think that's watch. a good pick. And and Brent, I hate to look over your shoulder and at your phone, but you have the fantasy team up. Oh, do I? So we're going to do a little fantasy preview? Yeah, no, absolutely. We had a big transfer. I already gave it away. Uh, but Grealish in for Perez. And on a, on a hot note, we hot were... Note. Considering bringing in James instead, we're going to do the double yeah. the double James between Reese James and then James Rodriguez. <laughs> we opted not to. We went for Jack Grealish. I think. I think the better choice, health wise, yeah. consistency. Know. Yeah. Not teams' consistency, but his consistency. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so, so our team this week looks a little different, but we have Fabianski retaining his spot in goal after his fifteen point performance last mm-hmm. week against Sheffield. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, we have Reese James against Newcastle. Tiago Silva against Newcastle, Luca Digne against Fulham, uh, Bruno Fernandez against West Brom at home, 
Uh, Hugh Son is our vice captain against Man City. Neto against Southampton. Grealish against Brighton. Werner is our captain against Newcastle. Calvert-Lewin against Fulham. And Bamford against Arsenal. And Jake, I could see it in your eyes. Were you wanting to change the captain at all? I was. Um, I'm not sure if vice captain or captain change, whatever you think. But I think either DCL or Grealish should get one of those. I was thinking first week in Grealish captain. Okay. And just riding the hot hand. Sure. Um, we just put him in. Maybe we trust him a little bit. I would be interested in you, especially against Brighton. I don't think that's a bad shout. And I'd say... I think we wait until tomorrow, so sorry, yeah. this listeners. But we see if uh, Calvert-Lewin plays 90 minutes or close yeah. to 90 minutes for England. I think we don't make him vice-captain or captain or whatever we have left. Yeah. And keep it with Werner. But if he doesn't play that entire time and he comes in as a sub for whatever reason, yeah. and he still has fresh legs, then we put it him It would in. be something to consider for sure. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, well, no, I'm definitely into that. We can talk about that. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll tweet it. We can send out yeah, a tweet, we'll tweet about, about it. We but uh, I think that's something to discuss and something, you know. Something to watch. Yeah. It's the, it's the downside of recording a day before the games. Sure. Know, tomorrow. But, um, you know. but Jake, also, we have a Jake's bet this Which, week. Which, as we talked about. Has changed dramatically has since changed. the start of recording. And because of that, I won't have exact odds for you. God, Jake, you're useless. So, oh, I, I will give you a sneak peek into my life. Yeah, you know, um, I love that. I had DCL to score and West Ham Sheffield under two point five goals. Okay. Both of those have changed. Yeah. I have Aubameyang to score. Parlayed with a red card in Tottenham versus Man City. Okay. Which will give you far better odds. I can already tell you. Right. The red card alone. The red card alone is you, yeah. is way better odds than either of those two combined. Yeah. But. Uh, so those are my uh, picks. I'm going to put a fiver on it. You can do whatever you want if you trust me. If you don't, forget you ever listened to this. Maybe go with the original bet if you Maybe go to the original one because I know it probably will haunt me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is Jake's bet of the week and it's, it's a sure thing. All right. I love it. You, hey, you have a hat? Would you mind putting your hat on yeah. it? There you go. Hat's put my on. hat on it. Perfect. Um... But Jake, I know we're kind of wrapping up here in our usual week, but it is worth noting mm-hmm. this was our 10th episode. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I never thought we'd make it this far. No, I definitely didn't. When we first started doing this, I was like, oh, this is a fun thing, but who knows how long it'll go. But we both have a favorite moment so mm-hmm. far that we wanted to share. Maybe other people had other favorite moments. You could tell us what they are on yeah, Twitter. tweet uh, us. But Jake, I would love if you would just share a favorite moment <laughs> so far. So I'm not sure if you've noticed... But every time we do that siren, it really gives me the giggles. <laughs> and it was so unexpected the first time. <laughs> the, first, <laughs> you know? the first time, it really caught me off guard, and it was so funny to me that I, I had like a like a loud laugh. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a like a small giggle. It was like a like a yeah. big deep. And laugh. now you request it every time. And now I request it every time because I love it so much. <laughs> so let's take a look back and let's listen in on that yeah, first on that first, <laughs> first siren. siren for the surprise pick of the week. Here we are. Really curious to hear your pick. Wee, wee, Whoa! Wee. What is that? Surprise pick of the week. Surprise pick. <laughs> Who could have seen it coming? I have Newcastle beating Everton. 
What? Yeah, everybody's gonna be talking about it. They're gonna be saying, "Oh, where'd that siren come from?" I do, love you guys, do you guys have a mixer or something with like pre-recorded sounds? Because that was really uh, convincing. And that sound is how you know sirens are going off. We <laughs> we've got a professional audio technician working for us. He he put that siren sound in. Yeah, and it was really convincing. It was really good. <laughs> but Jake, I'm honored that you picked. My audio bit is your favorite moment so far. That means a lot. Oh my goodness. I just get giggles thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, no. <laughs> we got giggles. Listen to it. You know, that's the best part. Um, uh, mine yeah. was a little bit egocentric. I picked myself. Oh my <laughs> you goodness. Know? Yeah. Um, I expect my, nothing less. Mine referencing everyone remembering their first. And it's a special moment for me. Special moment for everybody. Domino's Pizza. I know. <laughs> It was a surprise to me that we weren't talking about Domino's. <laughs> right. So we'll take a listen to it. We had some 2-2. Two, two, we had two three yeah. threes, you know. Hey, everybody remembers their first. It's the first 0-0 zero, zero draw. Uh, of the I was wondering where you are going to go with yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. What, did you, what were you thinking? Uh, uh, okay. Domino's pizza. Uh, I do remember my first, <laughs> yeah. Just plain cheese. Really? Yeah. I was a big just cheese pizza guy. I'm a plain cheese guy. You know what? Plain cheese guy. And so you uh, can't blame me for then. No, that's good. Yeah, when, when you thought I was talking about Domino's, rightfully so, because what else would we do? That's what everyone that? talks about when they say they're first. <laughs> right. Um, definitely not a zero zero draw. No. I could distinctly remember the first cheesy bite mm-hmm. pizza that I had oh, yum. from Domino's. It just took me back, you know, a little sentimental. Uh, well, Brett, there are plenty of things we could pick for yeah. memories in our first 10 episodes, um, but I think those are two of the best ones. I'm glad oh, we, got to, we got to hear them again. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad that we got to reminisce. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I don't have a drink with me. I have a little bit of Seltzy left. Okay, well, I'll just raise a glass. Then. Yeah, I'm going to raise mine to yeah. glass as well. Just Hey. Hey. To another 10 episodes of memories, huh? <laughs> Maybe, if we make it that far. Hopefully, yeah, who knows, <laughs> who knows. But uh, hey, to the pod. To the pod. To some giggles. To some giggles. To some empty glasses. Very empty glasses. We appreciate you listening. Thank you guys for being here. We'll see you next week.